0: I want to challenge you today to take a deep breath and choose the harder path. And the harder path is to show someone mercy. Because the moment that you choose that is the moment that God can choose you. You are now listening to Disciples in Progress, where believers in Christ renew their lives. Join the Dip community weekly as you learn about new ways of implementing God's word for practical use in your everyday life. Without further ado, now introducing your host and fellowship friend, Tamika Gray hello 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 you are now listening to disciples in progress and this is episode number at 18 this episode is titled the potter with clay are you a throwaway so i know i was supposed to come out with this episode on monday it is now thursday guys i have just not been prioritizing the things that god has been telling me to do y'all i just been living worldly you know just you know, just you know. Um, but I mean, I just can't allow the enemy to continue to allow me to put myself in situations where I'm not in alignment because I'm trying to do what I wanted to do. So literally, it is uh, two o'clock in the morning and I'm recording the episode technically Wednesday night, but really early Thursday morning because. I have to stop procrastinating. Y'all, I was like on track because when I first wrote the show, it was like three or four days before it was actually supposed to come out. Anywho, long story short, your girl ain't been doing what she's supposed to be doing. And that's why things ain't coming out when it's supposed to. But back to this episode, episode 18 is going to be a little bit complex. I'm going to give you a lot of Bible in this. Um, So if you have your Bible, please uh, bring your Bible out because you're going to need it in order to follow along. Um, I'll try to take it slow. I'll definitely, you know, let you guys know, OK, I'm hopping from this scripture to this scripture, from this book to this book. You guys know I read from New Living Translation in LT. Um, but I am definitely in a space now where I am like triple checking all like three other translations while I'm reading, because I'm starting to realize that, um, the Bible is sometimes be missing the substance of the original text. So it's good to just look at other things just to make sure that what you're reading is in its full context. Um, and if that's too much for you to do in this moment, just spiritually, don't, don't even do it. Stick to your one translation. But once you start to grow spiritually, we really just got to start digging deeper to figure out what was the original and true intent with the creation of what scripture we're reading from. So today we're going to start out with Jeremiah 18 verses 1 through 8. I'm going to read this to you. Um, Again, this episode is called The Potter with Clay. Are you a throwaway? So the Potter with Clay is like an analogy. If you've ever read any text in the Bible, you have seen it been mentioned that you know god refers to himself as like the potter what is a potter a potter is somebody who makes um uh vases or clay-like objects or figurines it's like a lump of mud honestly and some water and they use their hands and it's like a spinny thing yeah just look it up if you really don't know what a freaking potter is but basically a potter is a creator honestly at, at the heart of it all they create objects and they sell them and they're typically really nice but then the title also goes to are you a throwaway well if god is the potter aka the creator then who is the clay the clay is the thing that's being molded and shaped into a form or whatever guys we are the clay the people of this land we are the clay god is the potter and we are the clay so then The title says, are you a throwaway? Well, every potter doesn't create all things beautiful all the time. There are some times where a potter messes up and he's like, man, I messed this one up. Okay, let me just get a new lump of clay and let me do this. So he tossed that clay to the side. There are some people that God intentionally just tossed you to the side. And you're like, what? God would never do that. And I'm going to show you how. And I'm going to show you why. And I'm going to show you how there's a glory in that. So if you believe that you are a throwaway clay, baby, this is the episode for you. If you don't believe you're a throwaway clay, you think your pot look good enough to sell in Target, your pot look good enough to sell in Walmart, or your pot look good enough to sell in Dollar General, I think you should still listen because you might be surrounded by pots who can't get sold in none of those stores at all. I like to refer to myself as I'm a mixture in between Walmart and Target. My my pot ain't completely perfect. My pot got some lumps and humps to it, but I'm not like lower grade where I, ain't, you know, I'm selling for $2 at Dollar General, but I ain't top tier where I'm selling for $30 at Target either all the time. I'm just right, right in the middle where I can sell for about mm, $10, $15. 15 is even high. Like ten to twelve dollars at Walmart, and then there's seasons where I'm like, dang God, you showing out. I could really go for target right now for thirty to forty five. If this analogy just lost you, baby, it's okay. We're gonna get to scripture so that we can get to the point. Without further ado, guys, let's jump into it. We're turning to Jeremiah chapter 18, verses one through eight. You guys know that I read through read from the New Living Translation. And it reads like this It says The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, Go down to the potter shop and I will speak to you there. So I did as the so I did as he told me and found the potter working at his will. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. So he crushed it into a lump of clay again and started over. Then the Lord gave me this message, O Israel, can I not do to you as the potter has done to his clay? As the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hands. If I announce that a certain nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down, and destroyed, but then the nation renounces its evil ways, I will not destroy it as I had planned. And if I announce that a plant If I announce that I will plant and build up a certain nation or kingdom, but then that nation turns to evil and refuses to obey me, I will not bless it. As I said, I would. Therefore, Jeremiah, go and warn all people of Judah and Jerusalem. Say to them, this is what the Lord says. I am planning to destroy. I am planning disaster for you for you instead of good so turn from your evil ways each of you and do what it is that is right okay we're ending that so what did we get from this um verses um five literally says that as the clay is the potter i mean as the clay is in the potter's hand so are you in my hand so that is god just saying like look i am like I'm the potter and you're the clay you're in my hands I can create you I can destroy you I can build you up and I can tear you down but it's really based off of your actions are you going to be obedient or are you not going to be obedient you know I can make promises but I can also take them away and so um but God is a God of choice so like if you choose not to do what it is that he's asked you to do then he's just going to get someone else to do it you know what I'm saying So this just gives us the foundation of what the potter does and how the clay responds. And that God's basically saying, I have the right to destroy you just as much as I have the right to build you up. So, boom. That makes sense. Okay, now we got the basic understanding of a potter and a clay. Okay, we got the analogy down. Okay, God, so what's next? God said, turn to Romans chapter 9, verses 7. So we about to go to Romans chapter 9 verse 7. Um chapter 9 is titled God's selection of Israel. Um so let's talk about the lineage. Abraham and Sarah, they were married. They had a son named Isaac, but remember Sarah was the one who couldn't get pregnant for the longest, and Abraham got really, really old, and God was like, no, nah, I promised you a son who's going to birth many nations, and this, then, and the third, and Sarah kind of laughed at God, was like, God, you ain't about to make my man, and I have a baby because he old, and that's just not really realistic, so Sarah took it upon herself to get one of the mistresses, well, she was a worker, then who then became a mistress because she committed adultery with her husband out of force because Sarah told her. To have sex with her husband. So Sarah forced this little lady to have sex with her man. And her man got her pregnant. And then Sarah got jealous and sent her away. And after that, Sarah ended up getting pregnant like God told her she was. And she had a son named Isaac. Okay. So Abraham and Sarah made the promised kid Isaac. From Isaac, Isaac married a woman named Rebecca. So Isaac and Rebekah had two sons named Jacob and Esau. What's the lineage, guys? Start with Abraham and Sarah. Abraham and Sarah had Isaac. Isaac married Rebecca. Rebecca and Isaac had twin sons named Esau and Jacob. Okay, let's read. We are reading again from Romans messing up my recording okay um we're reading from romans chapter 9 verses 7 new living translation and it reads like this being descendants of abraham does not make them truly abraham's children for the scripture says Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be continued. Though Abraham had other children too, this means that Abraham's physical descendants are not necessarily children of God. Only the children of the promise are considered to be Abraham's children. For God had promised, I will return about this time next year and Sarah will have a son. This son was our ancestor Isaac. Boom, I'm gonna stop right there. So what does this mean? So remember how I told you Sarah laughed at God and was like, my husband is too old to bear children. I'll just make him have sex with the mistress or one of the workers and he'll bear a son that way. Well, that's actually what happened. But because God did not ordain that and God didn't say that that was how that was supposed to go, that did not mean that the promise went to that mistress child because it didn't. God said, I'm going to do what I said that I'm going to do, and you're going to be patient. So, what happened was he had a false baby that shouldn't have ever happened. That baby did not inherit God's promise. So, just because your quote unquote came from Abraham, there's two sides. Either you're in the promise or you're not in the promise. If you're Isaac descendant, you're in the promise. If you're the mistress descendant, you're not in the promise. So that's what that was a breakdown for. Okay, back to the word. So verse 10 starts with this son was our ancestor Isaac. When he married Rebecca, she gave birth to twins. But before they were born, before they had done anything good or bad, she received the message from God. Pause. I need y'all to go to Genesis 24 verses 22 through 26. This is literally going to illustrate the promise. The Bible right here sums it up a little bit. But if you want more details, go to Genesis 25, chapter 25, verses 22 through 26. I'm not going to read it. We ain't got time for all of that. Go do it on your own. Pause the episode. Go do it and come back. So we're back in Romans, verses 11. And it reads like this. But before they were born... Before they had done anything good or bad, she received a message from God. This message shows that God chose, chooses people according to his own purpose. He calls people, but not according to their good or bad works. Pause. That was a lot. This sentence says, this message shows that God chooses people according to his own purposes. So I looked up the definition purposes. Purpose is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. It is to have as one intention, is to have as one's intention or objective. So what is purpose? Purpose is a deliberate choice for something to happen, for something to be done. So if God chooses people according to his own purpose then there is something deliberately that he wants you to have or get done okay cool then it's like a semicolon and it says he calls people so not only does god chooses people for his own purpose god also calls people then it says but not according to their good or bad works so he don't give you purpose because you're a good person or a bad person he doesn't give you a call and tells you to do things in this lifetime because you're a good person or a bad person nothing that you've done in this lifetime has anything to do with what he's calling you to do or what the purpose is that he's giving you so don't feel privileged basically is what the word is saying don't think that oh i'm in the promise of abraham because god called me no my friend <laughs> That's not what it is. It wasn't because you was a good person and you deserved to be in the promise or it wasn't because you was a bad person and you deserved to be a descendant of the mistress kid it was just because God specifically wanted to use you for a B and C they had nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with what he's already planned so don't feel special and don't feel bad either say you on the other foot and you're not really in the promise you got the bad stick the bad end of the stick don't feel bad it has nothing to do with you it's everything to do with God's plan okay so we gonna keep reading starting at verse 12 it says he calls people but not according to their good or bad works she told she was told which is Rebecca 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 is the mother who's having the twins guys come on Isaac Isaac's wife OK, Isaac and Rebecca are married. She's having twins. And this is what the word says. She was told your older son will serve your younger son. And the words of the scripture, I loved Ed past tense. I love Jacob, but I rejected Esau. I believe Esau is the oldest and Jacob is the youngest. Are we saying then that God was unfair? Of course not. God said to Moses, I show mercy to anyone I choose and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. So it is God who decides to show mercy. We can neither choose it nor work for it. Okay, boom. So this is where the, the text kind of gets a little dicey and we got to break some things down. So it says in verse 13, it says in the words of in the words of the words of scripture, it says I loved Jacob but I rejected Esau so that means that Jacob is the youngest one who the it says that the youngest one the oldest one was served the youngest one so Esau is going to be serving Jacob and it's like past tense so that means something happened I don't know read the story for yourself to see what happened why does God only loved Jacob past tense and then verse 10 verse 14 stuck out to me did I read that to y'all yet Yes. Verse 14 says, are we saying then that God is unfair? Of course not. For God said to Moses, I will show mercy to anyone I choose. That means he's not going to give you mercy. It doesn't say I'm a give mercy. It means I'm a show mercy. So then it makes me think, what does mercy mean? And then the next verse says, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. So I'm like, hmm, okay. Okay. So verse 16 then says, so it is God who decides to show mercy. We can either, ch- we can neither choose it nor work for it. Again, what is mercy, right? Verse 18 says, so you see, God chooses to show mercy to someone and he chooses to harden the hearts of others. So they refuse to listen. So now I got to figure out what the heck is mercy. And that led me to Matthew chapter 5. Verse seven, which reads like this God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. So so now we gotta ask ourselves, what does this mean? So my interpretation of mercy in Matthew seven, which Matthew sevens again reads like this God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. So I'm like, okay, interpretation, what does this mean? Because your life was chosen to be one filled with More imperfections, meaning faults, blemishes, or undesirable features, doesn't mean you should treat others with the same cruelty or harshness. You should relieve others from their suffering. The more you do this, the more God will show you mercy and compassion. Mercy is compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm so what does that mean because are you saying that because i get treated poorly by the world and by life and technically by god that i am in the power position to inflict the same pain and torment and torture onto other people yes friend yes i mean you would be willing your rights to be the worst human being out here because the cards you have been dealt has been a lot harder than most people but there is power when you are able to look at your situation and be like man I really hate what I have to go through right now but you know what instead of me treating this person like crap today I'm gonna give them something that hasn't been given to me and that's called mercy Mercy is compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. So then I'm like, I really just was like, the meaning is you would be well within your rights to treat people trash, quote unquote trash, because they're, because the life you're living is quote unquote trash, but choosing a higher power, which is mercy, will allow God to show you mercy. Okay. So Matthew's nine, Matthew's nine verses 13 in the, um, ESV, uh, version says, go and turn, go and learn what this means. And it says, I desire mercy and not sacrifices for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. So this is Jesus talking to the disciples and he's saying like, look, I desire mercy I don't desire sacrifice. So back in the day, people would sacrifice things to, you know, ask for forgiveness or whatever, whatever. But God's like, I don't even care about none of that. I care about how you treat other people. I I care about mercy. And so he also said, for I came not to call the righteous. I didn't come to call the people who's already doing the right things. I called for the sinners. And so, because your life is more trash than most people's lives, it's probably easier for you to go out here and sin because why live right when life already treating you wrong? You know what I'm saying? It's like... You kind of want to already throw in a towel when everything's already kind of bad, but really God's here and Jesus was here to save you, to show you mercy, because if you out here showing other people mercy, then his power is being shown through you. But that's too deep. Let me keep reading. So what I wrote as interpretation of uh, Matthew's nine verses 13, which again, it reads like I desire mercy. This is Jesus talking. He says, I desire mercy and not sacrifices. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. And my interpretation is God really doesn't care slash tend to those who are doing all the right things. Righteousness is the act of being morally right or justifiable. God tends tends and cares for those who have a hard time being righteous. God's word says that. In Psalms 34 18, it reads like this The Lord is near the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit, meaning he gets to show off his power when your life is hard. Second Corinthians, verses 12 I'm in chapter 9, verses I'm in chapter 12, verses 9 reads, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness, aka my mercy, compassion is enough for you for my power is perfected aka stronger in your weakness when it's harder for you to do good it gives God the space to show his strength because you only you are only living in righteousness because God's grace salvation and love so if your life seems a little bit harder than the average person You feel like life is whooping your butt every corner you turn. And it's so easy for you to be angry and hurtful to the people around you because life is so trash. I want to challenge you today to take a deep breath and choose the harder path. And the harder path is to show someone mercy. Because the moment that you choose that is the moment that God can choose you. The moment that God can show his strength in your weakness. So ask yourself, are you a throwaway? And that wraps up episode number 18. I will talk to you guys next Monday. Yes, Monday will be August 2nd. Woo and i'm not playing like i better come out with an episode august 2nd if i don't y'all better be in my dms on disciples in progress talking like girl what are you doing but i'll talk to you guys next monday bye